welcome once more to the History Obscura Reading Room. Let me ask you a question. What year is it? Don't answer just yet. Have a bit of a ponder first, and let me tell you about the Phantom Time Hypothesis. The Phantom Time Hypothesis is the theory that the European Middle Ages were invented. This theory emerged in the 1980s when Herbert Elig, a German writer and historical revisionist, proposed the idea that the years 614 to 911 AD had been falsely written into history. There are multiple versions of his theory. But in the main version, Emperor Otto III decided it would be fun to live in the year 1000. And so, with the help of his friend Gerbert de Aurillac, wrote a speculative account of the intervening three centuries to make up the difference. Byzantine Emperor Constantine VII apparently participated in this fanciful rewriting of history to fabricate the Anno Domini dating system to retroactively legitimize Otto's claim to the Holy Roman Empire. Illig claims that Deoriliac, Otto III, and Constantine VII met with one another and changed the calendar to make it seem as if Otto had begun his reign in the millennial year of 1000 CE, a significant marker for people of the Christian era. This is a particularly interesting account of Illig's hypothesis, as you may recall that Gerbert de Aurillac would later be Pope Sylvester II, a man who predicted the apocalypse would take place in the exact year he is purported to have made up. Illig, nevertheless, believed that the ruse was achieved through the alteration, misrepresentation, and forgery of documentary and physical evidence. According to this scenario, the entire Carolingian period, including the figure of Charles Le Magne, or Charlemagne, is a fabrication, with a phantom time of 297 years added to the early Middle Ages. The major tenets of the phantom time hypothesis are that there is a scarcity of archaeological evidence that can be reliably dated to the period AD 614 to 911, that the dating methods used for such recent periods, radiometry and dendrochronology, are inaccurate, that medieval historians rely too much on written sources, that the presence of Romanesque architecture in 10th century Western Europe suggests that the Roman era was not as long ago as conventionally thought, and that at the time of the introduction of the Gregorian calendar in AD 1582, there should have been a discrepancy of 13 days between the Julian calendar and the real, or tropical, calendar, when astronomers and mathematicians working for Pope Gregory XIII had found that the civil calendar needed to be adjusted by only 10 days. From this, Ely concludes that the AD era had counted roughly three centuries which never existed. If this theory were correct, that puts us in the year 1726. Ely's theories are not well received in the historical academic community, 
but they haven't been dismissed altogether either. One Dr. Hans Ulrich Niemitz published a paper in 1995 titled Did the Early Middle Ages Really Exist? in which he claims they did not. He says between antiquity, 1 AD, and the Renaissance, at 1500 AD, historians count approximately 300 years too many in their chronology. In other words, the Roman Emperor Augustus really lived 1700 years ago instead of 2000. This medieval puzzle is not the only popular theory concerning lost history. The Glasgow chronology is a proposed revision of the accepted timeline of ancient Egypt. This chronology places the Egyptian 18th dynasty, that is, the new dynasty, normally dated between 1550 and 1292 BCE, some 500 years later. The shuffling of dates in this case was done to try to match historical Egyptian events to those of later events in Jerusalem. Specifically, the historical figures of Pharaoh Hatshepsut of Egypt and her successor Pharaoh Tutmos III are presented in the Glasgow chronology as, respectively, the Queen of Sheba and Shishak, both of whom visited the Holy Lands of Jerusalem. Shishak, in fact, did not merely visit Jerusalem, but plundered its temple after King Solomon's death. The Glasgow chronology was initially presented at an SIS conference that was held in 1978 in Glasgow, entitled, Ages in Chaos? This theory has been wholeheartedly rejected by now, even by its original proponents. Now, when you think of Isaac Newton, what comes to mind? That silly fake story of a falling apple revealing the mysteries of gravity and physics? Perhaps the scientific revolution of Europe? Or does Sir Isaac Newton's name conjure up the image of a wonderful book entitled The Chronology of Ancient Kingdoms, Amended? This charming little treatise comprises a chronology of six chapters, beginning with the Greeks and ending with the Empire of the Persians. Despite Newton's prestigious position as one of the major forces of the scientific revolution, his world was a very different one than ours. In the early modern period, educated citizens like himself, that is, the sons of families of means, did not necessarily separate the subjects of natural philosophy, fortune-telling, astrology, and spiritualism. In fact, Newton is said to have written more on the subject of theology than any other topic. Indeed, as part of the Renaissance mentality, Isaac Newton revered ancient Greek philosophers and learned everything he could from their existing teachings and philosophies. Mythical creatures such as centaurs and the Greek Argonauts peppered his chronology of ancient kingdoms. His writings suggest that one of the main goals of his alchemy may have been discovery of the Philosopher's Stone, a material believed to turn base metals into gold, and, perhaps to a lesser extent, the discovery of the highly coveted Elixir of Life. 
Newton reportedly believed that a Diana's tree, an all-chemical demonstration producing a dendritic growth of silver from solution, was evidence that metals possessed a sort of life. He also believed that Solomon's temple encoded his inverse square law for universal gravitation. In the chronology of ancient kingdoms, amended, Newton wrote some of his last pages before his death in 1726, or 1727, depending on who you believe. His entry for the year 937 BCE is entitled, The Argonautic Expedition. <clears throat> Prometheus leaves Mount Caucasus, being set at liberty by Hercules. Laomedon, king of Troy, is slain by Hercules. Priam succeeds him. Talus, a brazen man of the brazen age, the son of Minos, is slain by the Argonauts. Aesculapius and Hercules were Argonauts, placed some 507 years from the beginning of the Peloponnesian War. History and theology rivaled physics as some of Isaac Newton's favorite subjects, and like many of his contemporaries, the great scientist was not only employed in arranging an historical chronology based on books of myth and religious philosophy, but also pursued his own interpretation of the Bible. If you're so inclined, I'll let you know his secret. The world's end will not come before the year 2060. So we've got that going for us, at least. Any idea what year it is now? No, me either. Thanks for listening, and good night.